Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Traversing the Darkness, where witches traverse the darkness within. My name is Justin. I'm the Witch of Enchantment, and I am joined by Owlvine, our lovely co-host. And today, we are talking about spirits. We're going to talk about how we work with them, what are spirits. We're just going to, you know, go through our own little process and how we view spirit and how we work with them. And we want to take you along on that journey. So I think the easiest and best first question, as Elvine elaborated in our outline, um, what are spirits and what kinds of different spirits there are? Okay, so the first question I want to ask you, ghosts, because you mentioned this in the outline. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I honestly feel about ghosts and like what a ghost actually is. Mm-hmm. Um. So growing up, I was told that they, <laughs> they're demons. <laughs> it's Satan trying to lure you in uh, to make a pact with the devil. It sounds very Salem witch, Charlie, now that I say it as an like, adult. <laughs> <laughs> but that's always what I was told. Um, what, do, what do you think about ghosts? Do you think ghosts are actually the spirits of people that have passed? Or like, how do you interpret a ghost? So I don't have heaps of experience with ghosts, but it's something I find really fascinating. I do feel that at my last house, which was over 100 years old and had a lot of people live in it because it was a rental for about 40 years, um, I felt like there was definitely a presence there. And my husband, who's totally not into any of this stuff, felt it too. We just had this really weird experience. Um, And and my son as well, because he was really small when we moved in, he made this um, reference once to playing with someone in the room. I'm like, there's no one here. It was very odd. Anyway, so that's my only real experience with ghosts. And then I've heard a lot of other people's stories. The way I view it now is I'm very open for a start. Like I have no idea and I'm happy to say that. And I love hearing people's ideas. But the way I think of it is that ghosts are more like impressions. They're like an energetic impression. Um, So if something very big happens in a house, like uh, particularly negative, say, that leaves some kind of lingering echo. And I think maybe that's what people feel or certain people feel or tap into as ghosts. So I don't necessarily think that they're people who have been left behind, say. However, I have heard other people's stories and that does make it sound like what it is. So I don't know. For me, I think it's more of an energetic impression. How about you? I don't really know what to think. So I've only had, okay, so I've talked about this briefly before, but I I used to be a novice ghost hunter. So I've seen, I've heard things. Yes. I don't think I've heard that. (laughs) Yeah. So I used to, uh, me and a friend, a couple of friends used to (laughs) go ghost hunting in graveyards. And uh, it was called, um, what was it called? Part of Central Florida was our name. Paranormal Activity Research Team of Central Central Florida. Um, So we did capture audio and video. I wish I still had it. I may have it on my old laptop, but I had never seen a ghost until Peyton passed away. And I saw him a couple days after in our home where he died. I don't know how to conceptualize it really I'm not sure because there's this weird, I don't know how to correlate how I feel about ghosts 
with working with spirits, which I know we're going to talk about that, you know, whether that's deity or, you know, to list a few demons, guides, ancestors, you know, how do, how do you correlate? I don't know how to correlate my beliefs and those types of spirits to ghosts, like a physical apparition. I've heard some people say that they are a different thing. There's spirits and then there's ghosts. So I came across that when I was kind of looking at some things, getting ready for this podcast as well. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting because I've always in my mind had them together. So I think I guess they that's are, how I was thinking about it too. Yeah, because it was almost like so um, spirits more being like disembodied beings of their own kind of thing and then ghosts. Yeah, I, I just think, I don't know, I mean, the best way I can think of it is like that impression of someone left behind, you know, like a footprint or whatever, because often when I've heard people's different stories, they will interact with a ghost and it will be a similar type of thing that happens, you know what I mean? It's not like this person's life is playing out or they have various interactions with this being. It's like the same kind of thing is always happening. I don't know, I kind of... Just like thinking about it actively right now, I wonder, I don't know, I kind of feel like when when we're talking about spirit work in, in the realm of saints or deity, demons, anything like that, I wonder if the, I, I mean, okay, so there's a universal kind of understanding of how to work with, say, Saint Expedite or Saint Jude or Hecate. That's been, um, what is it called? UPG, like universal personal gnosis um, or whatever. I forget I'm the term so now. It's escaping my head. <laughs> yeah, it's escaping my head. But sometimes, so my initial thought unverified. was. It's unverified. unverified. Yes, unverified and then verified. Sometimes I wonder if ghosts are just, I don't even know. I just, I don't know how I feel about it because a part of me, like with my own personal experience with my son, I, I don't think that it was him emotionally. I want to think that it was him, but then I also think that it's my mind giving me comfort. Mm -hmm. Speaking about physical apparitions. I don't know. It's very, sometimes I feel like it's what we want to see in the experience rather than what's actually happening. And it is so personal and you can't really verify it because who else is going to interact with him in that way, right? Like verified, you know, experience that were, you know, working with an herb for protection and it works well for so many people, then it becomes like the general idea or consensus that, okay, this works for this, you know, thousands of people are not going to work with the spirit of Peyton to decide or come up with a general idea that, okay, he's good for whatever. Um, I don't know. It's a very interesting thought. I, also for me, I have a hang up because I don't know how I feel about the afterlife. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. So I have a lot of unresolved or un not unresolved, but I guess, unfinished thought processes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to apply that to ghosts or like entities or even like ancestors. I'm not really sure what that looks like or how they go together because a part of me feels like when you're working with Hecate or saints, 
this is like gonna go way off in left field, but sometimes I feel like it's not the actual spirit. Some people are gonna hate this, that it's not the actual spirit of Hecate or it's not the actual deity that was ever physically alive, even the saint, like say Saint Teresa. She, you know, died not long after Princess Diana. I I don't know that I necessarily believe that it's actually her. I believe that it's a collective consciousness that has fed into yeah. this idea that then creates this I maybe impression of this person that works within this realm that people have designated it to work in. Does that make sense? Or do I just sound like a fucking crazy no, person? It hundred percent makes sense. And the word that I was thinking of when you said that is egregore, which is a collective thought form essentially. Um, and, and I do think there's definitely like, I am kind of loose in my beliefs and I flit in and out of what I believe. So sometimes I'm like, no, this being is a hundred percent a being like it's its own thing it's always existed or you know whatever it might be hecate is hecate she's her she's there but then at other times i understand it as you know, more psychologically as an egregore you know and you know this is the collective consciousness of what hecate is and i'm tapping into this part of it or whatever so i think you know it's definitely interesting to think about um i think it you can get stuck there though sometimes. Like it can really trip you up when you're like, no, 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 I need to figure out what I actually believe before I can like do this work. But for me, I tend to use belief as a tool sometimes and just kind of flit in and out, you know. And sometimes it it, it does cause a little bit of like uncertainty or like it shakes the foundations a little, you know, that feeling. But um, I think if you can do that, like sort of get to the point where you're like, you know what, I don't really know. But for right now, this is the belief that I'm going to wholeheartedly step into, you know, while I'm connecting with her or while I'm doing this spell or whatever it is. That's how I kind of work. I mean, I definitely flick in and out of what what I believe, too. I, I have to agree with you on that. It's just, I, I guess when I think about it in a, try to think about it in a full thought process, I I don't know how to connect the dots. I don't know what I believe truly to connect the dots. I mean, it doesn't stop me, obviously, from working with Hecate or working with saints in that way because I know that it works and mm -hmm. I know the results that I've gotten. So the results speak for the work, even if I don't fully know how or what I believe is behind it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I know, you know that, how I know, the computer works, but you know how to make the computer work. <laughs> for you. Like I don't yeah. understand electricity, but I know when I flick the light switch, it turns on. So, yeah. you know, I don't need to fully understand it. And maybe it's far above our consciousness to fully understand it. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is just simply this eager gore of collective energy that has built up. And that's what we tap into. I mean, I do, I do think that spiritually, when we're looking at these beings, for lack of a better word, I do look at it as the collective energy pushing the spell forward. Like when I'm working with St. Expedite, I am acutely aware that other people are feeding into him energetically. And it's mm -hmm. kind of, and I've talked about this before where... And it, it's talked about in that movie, 
fuck, what's it called? That Disney movie um, with the ofrenda. You know, if you stop talking about, oh, stop acknowledging. Yeah. Oh, Coco? Coco? Coco, yes. If you stop speaking the ancestors' names, stop feeding them, they cease to exist. So I, 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 I keep that in mind when I think about work, when I work with saints, I think I do think actively about all the Catholics, non-Catholic people who beseech these saints. And I do think there's, there's something innately more powerful about working with saints that are still so actively used because I feel like they're constantly being fed. So I don't know. I have a very non-magical, non-supernatural, I guess, view of it, which I know a lot of people do not appreciate because I've been told that before. But, you know... <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know fully how I feel. Hmm. That's so interesting. I actually, I'm going to play with that idea myself the next time I'm working with a being, because I tend to flick into the spirit model where I think this is, you know, its own separate being, I think very much in that way, like God is in the sky kind of thing, um, you know, very kind of classic, I guess, spiritual view. And when I am working with them, that's what I just automatically go into as well. Um, I don't tend to think of the, you know, egregore type um, thoughts, but I actually think that's really interesting. And I feel like I've noticed that myself working with different beings, the ones that are currently popular you can feel it. Like there is definitely a different feeling to working with someone that's more obscure, hasn't been worked with much over the last 100, 200, whatever years, you know, you can definitely feel that energy difference. So I think being mindful of that is something you can really play with in a cool way, magically. I wanted to ask you, so with, okay, so with the thought of the spirit model, do you approach working with, say, the Morrigan or Hecate or, you know, whatever deity you choose to work with, or even, okay, say an expedite, for instance, when you approach it in a more spiritual way, do you look at it through the lens as though that being physically existed, like Hecate actually existed, or the Morrigan physically existed at one time and moved? Like, how do you view that? In, yeah, in that I, lens? I think um, that's such a good question. I've never really thought about it, but I think <laughs> for some of them, what I automatically um, feel with them is their mythology. Like, for, for example, the Morrigan. When I think of the Morrigan, I see her in her, like in some stories, do you know what I mean? As if she were alive. But I don't think she was a being, um, like a human. Um, but I do definitely see her as like, um, if you think of like a lot of the movies about Greek mythology, maybe a little mm -hmm. bit more like that, where it's like a different realm, I guess. Um, something like that. I tend to, again, not super think about it a lot. What I'm worried about is my feeling of connection with them. And that's that tends to be what I kind of focus on. But this is really interesting to like think about. So I do, um, yeah, imagine them as their own separate being. And I, but I sort of feel their presence come into the room, if you will. So I don't feel like they necessarily come to me as a being. However, 
I have definitely had experiences of that. So with the Morrigan and with the Horned God, both of them, where I have in my mind's eye, but I could swear to you with how I feel, they are right there with me. So I, I see both. I see them there and I feel that they are here as well. You agree with that? Oh, I agree with that a hundred percent. I, I have had those same experiences with Hecate where I, in my mind's eye, I can see her, I can feel her, mm. not just in, in, you know, the witchy room, but like out in everyday life, I can feel her presence. But I don't know. I just think it's an interesting thing to think about because I, I'm probably just in the wrong circles to where I don't hear it being talked about. And it's, it, I don't think it's necessarily important to understand how you view it. I just think it's different ways of looking at it. But I just mm -hmm. think analytically, it's interesting to question what you think about it and the process behind it. Because um, mm -hmm. I don't, I, I, I don't know. No, I, I don't think, I don't think Hecate was ever alive. I don't think she was ever a human, uh, a human being ever. I, I really truly believe she was created out of a collective consciousness. Like that's, that's truly how I feel. And I don't think it makes it any less powerful to do that. I mean, when you just look at um, society and culture and how when a mass population of people think something, it feeds power, it changes, it influences people, it, ha it, it has power. So I'm not saying it doesn't have power. It's just, I don't know, it's an interesting thought process. And I just was interested to see how you viewed it. Because mm. even switching gears a little bit, talking about like demons, for instance, or even plant spirits, people talk about working with the spirits of plants. It's not something that I've, and I'm not trying to make it sound foo-foo or like make fun of it. I just, I kind of don't understand the concept mm -hmm. because um, how I don't under, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get uh, like a plant spirit, like connecting to the spirits of sage or connecting to the spirit of oregano. I don't get how you're connecting with that spirit. Mm -hmm. Um. I, I don't understand that concept because I don't, I, I think it has an energetic signature, right? Well, I and think it, that could be a similar thing. So I think different words probably mean a similar thing, but the, it's slightly different or it's looking at it from the other side or something like that. So I think it is a similar thing in that way. It's the energetic footprint, but in some people's um, worldview, they would say, and view it as spirit. So something a little more being-ish, I suppose, rather than energy is more like loosey-goosey or whatever. For me with plants, like the way I think of it is I, I predominantly work with them energetically. Like that's how I like when I'm working magic, I really think energetic. And when I'm connecting spiritually, I think spirit, like very much in a more spirit way. Um, but I see it as like there is a collective spirit of rosemary, say. So like rosemary has a particular energy. But the way I tend to do it more in my own practice is this particular rosemary has this particular spirit. So like my rosemary that grows out the front of my house 
is a spirit, is a being of its own, you know. And when I get different, um, it, it depends, again, where I'm getting the herbs from. If they're my own herbs, I find it very easy to connect with that idea of them being spiritual because I, I don't know there there are being there sitting in my yard you know <laughs> whereas when it's um you know when I'm ordering things in and you know I haven't had that connection with them through their life cycle it's more collective energy of rosemary or whatever um and I don't tend to flick into really thinking about it as spirit it generally tends to me uh, to be energy but that's how I kind of think of it I wonder if it's a dogma that I have listening to you speak about it, um, plant energy, plant spirit. I wonder if it's more dogma feeding into the way that I view it because growing up Christian, the idea of deity or even saint work has a more, um, it not necessarily in, angelic or, but like ethereal or whatever that word is, mm -hmm. where it's more of an elevated thought process mm. rather than applying it to again probably gonna offend people an inanimate object because i don't i guess it's maybe a scientific view i don't view a plant as <laughs> god i'm just gonna piss off everybody <laughs> offend um, all the plants go on go offend on. all the plants i i it's alive but i <laughs> i just don't think it's alive like i don't think it has a spirit terrible mm -hmm. like the spirit of anathema like everything has a spirit some people mm -hmm. believe that and that's okay if you believe that i'm not dogging that like that's for you i just don't believe that like mm -hmm. i i do understand the thought of like shopping for a, a knife or a bowl or an altar and feeling that pool I just don't think it's necessarily a spiritual thing, like a spiritual mm -hmm. connection. Like I don't believe my altar has a spirit. It's oh, made I of think. wood. I, I think <laughs> so. Okay. I think that I see, I don't know that spirit is a word that I would use, but I do think that there is something alive about the space. I just don't think it's particular to like the physical Sorry about that. Um, I don't feel like it's the physical altar itself that creates that. I mm -hmm. think it's the magic that creates that, like the culmination mm -hmm. of what's happening. I would definitely. A very interesting conversation um, because it's making me think about things in a different way, like mm -hmm. analyze how I view it. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah, for me, like I. When I'm at my altar, I, I view it as so some a, a kind of spirit that I really connect with is the idea of spirit of place, like genius loci. Um, and so, you know, I tend to connect with various places in that way. And I feel like my altar has its own genius loci in a way now. I, I call spirits to that space and I have my ancestor altar in that space as well. So I feel like, you know, I call them into. So it's like multiple spirits, but also on another vein, there is its own spirit there too. So when I'm not maybe doing the conscious work to call in other spirits, I still feel like I still connect with it in that way, like mentally, that this is a spirit 
place um, and that it's its own thing as well at times too. Um, yeah, it's not something I've super explored heaps, but I have been aware of that feeling or that kind of thought in my own mind of it being, yeah, having its own spirit. I don't know, because I've, I guess I've had the same piece of furniture for so many years and I know you've just changed up yours as well. So that'll be like a different, a different thing, you know, um, but I've had the same piece of furniture. The things that are on there always rotate and um, revolve, although there's a few pieces that always stay on there as well. But I think having something like that, you know, that's permanent um, and that stays the same in some kind of way maybe kind of helps to think of it in that way as well. Although, of course, that's not necessary. You know, it can be a fun mental exercise or whatever. Um, but as long as your magic's working, then it doesn't matter if it's spirit or whatever the hell it is, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. I, I guess I just, I really should think about how I view spirit and what that word um, means to me, I guess, so that I could better understand uh, why I view it the way I do hmm. or why I think the way I think. Hmm. Um, it can definitely expand your perception and, like you said, like help you see things in a different way or even just come to understanding with some of the stuff that you have already been feeling or experiencing. And you're like, oh, I can understand that in this way, you know, through the spirit model or whatever. Correct. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think because I'm so analytical, I, I think I view a lot of things through a lens of doubt, mm -hmm. a lens of doubt and a lens of practicality again I still the magic still works mm. but I just I, I don't know it's like that that process behind it that I, I maybe I get a little too analytical or I feel like saying the spirit uh, you know I'm <laughs> getting in contact with the spirit <laughs> of lavender feels a little foo-foo um it doesn't mean that it is and, you know, that's just the truth, just because I feel so, just, you know, feelings aren't facts. And just because I feel that way doesn't mean that it's true. It's just a feeling where it makes me feel a little woo -woo. ridiculous. Yeah, woo-woo. Like, uh, you know, and I think we I've talked about this on Winding Witchcraft. I feel like, you know, I'm, I don't know. It's just <laughs> pissing everybody off, I'm sure. But it just feels a little, you know, mm -hmm. a little... I don't know, Sunday morning church service yeah. to me. It just feels a little, a little cuckoo, but you know, to each their own. And who knows, maybe in my great lack of wisdom, I will understand it as, at some point. Yeah, I find for me, there's always this phenomena where if I'm ever like hard against something, it always ends up coming into my life. And I go, oh yeah, of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because I... I felt like for a long time, and I had said it a lot publicly, that I thought the whole Faye thing was just a bunch of foo-foo, mm -hmm. um, just a bunch of bullshit. I don't feel that way anymore um, because I like examined how I felt about it and actually did the research and learned. And so my perception changed. So that's probably all that needs to happen. Mm, it's just yeah. a change in perception. Um, as far as like plant spirits go and like, I guess what my view, what what I truly think the difference is between spirit and an energetic feeling, I guess you could say, because um, to me they're different, but I can't really explain to you how they're different. Yeah. So it's like, 
um, an invalid opinion because there's not a full understanding of even how I feel about it. So mm. it's kind of like a bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. For me, like, I think thinking about it now, spirit feels more personal, like a little bit more like another person that you're connecting with, whereas energy is more um, inanimate object type of, yeah, you know, just yes. like not a shaped thing it's just you know yeah that's the difference that i feel with them i would agree with that so who who do you work with like what type of type of spirits do you, I, I know we've touched on this a little bit already but what are the main type of spirit what is the kind of spirit work that you do in your practice so i work with ancestors quite a bit um with them i tend to work with them uh, for guidance, um, I will also call them in when I'm doing uh, work for anyone else, um, even though that might seem like an odd kind of thing to bring my ancestors into. But when I feel like I need that like energetic support or that kind of energetic backup, I'll always call them in. Um, so I do work with them magically. Um, probably yeah but for me it's more like um i want that connection as i'm doing magic so i'll call them in for that rather than getting them to work with me on specific work unless it is something that is for the good of the family um so i do find like if i'm doing work for my son i'll call in the ancestors and i feel like they're you know happy to continue the family line on if you will like they're there for that kind of work um i work with some saints so predominantly at the moment just saint expedite and with him i don't tend to connect with him a whole lot spiritually um, i always have him on my altar like building up um connection with him and that kind of thing but really with him i'm doing that so that i can call on him when i need work done and that's very kind of transactional. So, you know, he gets regular offerings, but then when I want something, you know, he gets something bigger when he comes through for me. And he has always come through for me. There was something I called for him on recently. And I was like, this motherfucker's not coming through for me this time. Like what, like, and I was thinking like, what do I do? Like, do I get rid of him? Do I not, like, how do I, I don't even know. Like, I don't know how I feel about you anymore. But anyway, it was just me being a little bit impatient and it did come through for me in a different way than what I thought it was going to. Whereas in the past, he's always been, I feel more direct. But anyway, that's an expedite. I also do work with some deities. Uh, sometimes I will call them into my spell work as well and say, I need your help with this thing. I want you to go to work for me on whatever this thing is. A lot of the time it is more spiritual connection though, like, um, you know, help me learn and grow, help me be better at this or that. And so deities that I work with are um, the Morrigan, the Horned God, um, Baba Yaga. I've also worked with Pombajira, Gaia, of course. She was like the first one really, like connecting with that Mother Earth energy, which kind of went really into genius loci as well, I feel. And God as well. I actually work with God. I, I pray to God. Um, I will work with him when I'm doing specific kind of work. So if I'm doing um, an African-American styled magic, I feel more comfortable calling him into that than any other form of magic that I'm doing um, because that is something that kind of has a basis in that tradition already. So that's something I do there. Um, but nature spirits, like I said, angels sometimes, predominantly Archangel Michael. 
Um, and with him, I work with him on protection. So when I'm needing protection for me um, or my son, really, it's really the two of us, I'll call him in for that. Um, he's got a very specific kind of energy as well, very different to any of the other beings that I work with. With him, I feel like, or with angels, that angelic being, I feel like they're more readily available to us like I feel like they are there and waiting and they're like yo tap me in and I'm here you know so I don't feel like with them um like with some of the other beings I feel like more energy needs to be poured into them and perhaps this is what we were talking about before with the egregore thing um you know because a lot of these angels are still very much you know thought about and you know there's so much mythology and story and everything about them still maybe that's part of that that feeling there um, I work with animal spirits as well a little bit, not so much anymore, um, and definitely spirit guides. Like I feel like spirit guides and ancestors for me are kind of similar. Like I tend to open up the way I'm thinking when I call on spirit guides, like it's much more open, if you will. Um, but I tend to kind of talk with them and call on them just as much as each other. And that is like literally all day like I talk I'm talking to some spirit at some point throughout every day you know <laughs> just for that connection for that guidance like help me do this help me get through this thing like guide me here give me synchronicities whatever it is so those are the main kind of spirits that I work with at the moment how about you well, the main uh, spirit I would say that I work with is Hecate. That's become much more intense over the past few months. Um, I find myself talking to her consistently throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have this beautiful Hecate necklace that was a beautiful gift from you. Mm -hmm. um, and it helps keep me connected. And I, I have found when I started, I don't even know if I would say working with her, but revering her. Um, honoring her more so has led into um, much more of a role of guidance. Mm -hmm. And even I, I would say protective in nature, I find my connection to her is consistent at the very least. It's consistent and it's um, persistent. Like I feel this need to constantly acknowledge her presence throughout the day at work before bed in the morning there's this connectivity that's so close that i haven't felt ever before with her so she's like my mainstay um which is of great comfort i must say it, it's been really comforting and enlightening and you know guidance and um really being able to connect with her also through divination. I have a very particular deck that I use with her now. And I find she knows obviously what I need, the messages that I need, even though sometimes it takes me a little, little bit to kind of put those puzzle pieces together. Mm -hmm. So she is definitely the main, um, the main spirit that I work with. Uh, you know, when talking about ancestors, I have a very, a similar relationship, I think, with ancestors as I do with God. I often find myself not ever calling them into spell work, but more conversational, almost mm -hmm. like I'm praying to them. And honestly, most of the time it's to Peyton, and it's usually a correlation to the family. 
for comfort, mm-hmm. for strength. You know, yes, he was almost two when he died, but he was a heart warrior. He had been through a lot. So when I when I view him and when I kind of conceptualize him, I view him as a warrior. I view him with armor, like a little baby with armor. It's kind of funny when I think about it in my mind's eye, but that's how I view him, the great, a great protector, a great warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, and then God is always this overarching theme in my life. Um, and I pray to God a lot. I don't call him in to work as much as I used to. I used to call him in to pretty much every working that I did. Now, I will say... When I'm doing spell work, I do bless everything in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That's just something that I picked up on through hoodoo, and it's something that I consistently do. I even find myself doing that on the Hecate altar, and it oddly seems to be okay. Um, Yeah, it's just something that I, it's just part of my process, and I'm comfortable, and it works, and it's just what I do. But I, I don't find myself calling in God or Jesus into spell work outside of that. It's more of a blessing or a cleansing, a consecrating mm-hmm. act rather than um, an aid in spell work, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I do saints. I, I work. Uh, I don't fuck saints, but, you know, I work with <laughs> saints. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that level yet. Um, <laughs> But um, a, a lot of work, I would say, truly is Saint Expedite. I, I don't know when you approach Saint Expedite, but I have this. I get this very stoic energy working with him, like a very stoic. It's very transactional. I also, also, I always have him on the altar. I don't give him anything when I'm not working with him. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a candle that's dedicated to him. So I guess you could say that's an offering to him that's been anointed with his oil. And I would like that just to, again, kind of keep that connection with him. Mm-hmm. I have not found that it works every time, but I have found that when it doesn't work, it's a pitfall on my on my half. I'm either asking too much or I'm not clear enough. Mm-hmm never really him outside of that um my great protector is saint barbara she is my go-to she is a warrior she is the baddest bitch i know outside of hecate and she has never let me down she is just this fierce in your face makes the air thick in the room when you work with her i she is literally one of the strongest kind of spiritual entities I've worked with outside of Hecate. She makes herself known. Um, And it's kind of a polar opposite to what we've said. Like, I don't hear a lot of people talking about her or working with her in the spiritual space, online spiritual space. But there is, uh, you know, churches that are dedicated to her in this area. So I know that she's still being fed. She's just, she's a fucking superstar and I love her. And anytime I'm feeling under attack or I feel like I need that protective energy, she is my go-to. Um, I, I'll i be honest, I've never worked with angels or demons, although I do want to work with demons. Um, I've never really had a heavy pull to angels. I think that's just religious trauma, to be honest, but <laughs> I've never made that that connection before. Um, But I do want to work with demons. 
And I, I also wanted to talk about spirit guides because I hear this term used a lot and I, I don't get it. Like, what is okay. a spirit guide? I feel like I hear so many things that I can't mm -hmm. understand what it is. For me, I don't know. I guess I don't think about it a whole lot, but for me, it's just a spirit that is guiding you. It can be higher stuff. <laughs> It can be angels. It can be, you know, I, I think it's more of an umbrella term. Um, I think they can be made up of ancestors, of spirit animals, all that kind of thing. So for me, it's kind of a catch-all-ish, but it's also its own thing. Um, but for me, when I'm calling them in, the intention is for that guidance, literally spirit guide, like you are here to help me. Whoever you are, you're here to help me. And that's what I view spirit guide as. See, I that is that. the most, that it gives me so much anxiety to think about because <laughs> I don't, I don't, if I don't know you, I ain't interested. Um, I don't know. It just makes me very, uh, okay. So I guess I do understand what it is because that, that was my understanding of it. And I just, uh, it, I don't, if I, if I don't recognize the spirit, if I can't identify, eh, I'm not interested, like make yourself known or get out. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Cause it just is like, I don't like knowing what's going on. I, I want to know what's going on. Hence this whole episode. Okay. I want to <laughs> know what's going on. And if I don't know what's going on, anxiety is going yeah. through the roof. Yeah, what's probably. happening. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's it. Maybe that's been, why there's been such a natural progression with Hecate into taking that guidance. Cause that's what a lot of the work is, is, mm -hmm. you know, opening those gates that the symbology of that is so deeply ingrained in me. And I rely on her so heavily for that to guide me, to show me the way, show me where I'm supposed to be going. Cause she tells me things I'm not ready to hear, but I know it's the truth. So I know mm -hmm. she's guiding me. So I, I don't know. I, I just wanted your, I, your, perception of spirit guides because I hear it a lot and it just is something that gives me anxiety yeah fair enough and I guess that yeah I definitely can understand why that would be a thing you know that you would want to know who am I working with what are you about like have a bit more concrete whereas I'm very happy to be wishy-washy with it I always make sure that I call in who is here for my highest good like I'm not just calling in fucking whoever like it always has to be, you need to aid me. But beyond that, I don't mind. <laughs> I don't mind who's here aiding me, you know, come and help. That's, that's good for me. Have you noticed a difference from working with a deity and working with say saints? Cause you know, saints for the most part, I would say are more of a transactional type of spirit mm -hmm. versus deity. What does that feel like to you? Because, I mean, for me, it's definitely, there's definitely a distinction. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, it's personal, but it's almost like a coworker type personal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's, a, mm -hmm. there's a task, we're working on this, and when it's done, mm -hmm. this is what you get, and until we meet again type, <laughs> type mm -hmm. thing, where deity, I feel like, is much more of a personal connection, almost a veneration of type. Mm -hmm. maybe slight worship depending on what your practice looks like. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I do. And the word that came to me as you were describing it, I think 
co-worker with the saints is brilliant and i think i feel like deity is almost like family you know they get to that point uh for me not all deity though i will say like that's definitely a process and it's something that takes time but for me if a deity is sticking around they are someone that feels that close you know or, or maybe you know yeah but in some way it's that much more personal connection whereas yeah with the saints it's like you know here i need something from you and they're like no worries that'll cost however much and we do the thing and there's no sort of spiritual um i don't know what the word would be it's not that it's no spiritual connection but I'm not looking for comfort from them in any way. I'm not really looking to sit down and, and chat and like just spend time with you like I would with the deity. I agree. Now, I will say I do um, Guadalupe. I have done work, work with in the past. I haven't worked with her recently. She's the only saint that I've gone to for, you know, for that comfort, for that motherly feeling. But I, I would I would agree with you on that. And I, it feels very... Saint work is very goal oriented. Like it's yeah. very task driven. This is what we're doing. We got an outline. Let's get it done. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of leads into why, like, what is the drive to work with spirit? You know, what drew you to not move away from, but marry spirit with like the kinesthetic nature of witchcraft? Well, <clears throat> for me, I did step away from it at the start of my craft, I feel like. So I had a lot of uh, spiritual questions, you know, when I left the church and was going through that whole process. And so for the first few years, I definitely didn't have a lot of um, spiritual connection there. Like I was still very much feeling like I was moving away from all of that. It's only been probably in the last, I don't know, maybe five or six years that I feel like I've started to bring in all of that spiritual connection again. And for me, what it was is a lot of the ways that I connect with spirit echo what I learnt, for lack of a better word, in church. So, you know, that same kind of prayer and all those kinds of things is how I connect with spirits now. Although interestingly, at the time when I was at church, a lot of it didn't make sense to me. And I didn't feel like I was ever really connecting with God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit. I was like, I just, I always felt outside of the understanding. Like, I don't really know how to make this happen. Um, I guess I was holding on too tight. And, and I do see this a lot in the witchcraft space as well. I mean, anywhere, talking spiritually in this way. So for me, part of it was like learning to let go and be comfortable with um, not having that concrete uh, experience, I suppose, if you will, mm -hmm. letting it flow more. Um, so for me, it was kind of, I guess, the process of bringing it back in was realizing that that was something that I enjoyed before. And how about I just let myself play with it now and see what that's like. And it actually has come to the point now where I actually am a very spiritual person. Um, a lot of my practice is very spiritual in nature. So there are the tangible, um, you know, spells and that kind of thing, which now are more married to um, spiritual work as well. So I'm very comfortable kind of calling in spirits as I'm working. And maybe unlike other people, for me, it doesn't necessarily have to be defined either. So sometimes I will call in a specific spirit. 
you know, Baba Yaga, come in, I need your help with this thing or whatever. But other times it's my spirits, my spirits, I need you right now. Like I just, you know, um, a lot of the time that's how I work. So I just find that the the two of them together for me just flow so naturally. And it's just been over time and experimentation, kind of figuring that out, you know, and uh, noticing where my shadows are and my moving aways from are because of past trauma and things um, and going, well, I don't have to keep things that way. And if this feels good to me, I can actually kind of work on that a bit and bring this in. And so that's where I'm at now. I very much feel that I have um, gathered the baby back up from when I threw out the bathwater, let's say. And, you know, those two things are nicely married together. You know, those things that my Christian upbringing gave me and now this witchy path that I walk, you know, that's how I kind of feel about it. I echo the sentiment of kind of my view being a little skewed from my Christian upbringing. And I, a big part of my resistance to it was I didn't want to feel uh, secondary to yeah. a being. Yeah. You know, that's something to really work through. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. It, it's definitely, you know, and being introduced to Wicca first, I, I wanted to connect to deity. You know, you want to have your matron and your patron and, you know, you do all the things you're supposed to do. And I just could never connect to it because I had such, such a volatile view of deity just as a whole, like the construct of deity and the spiritual idea that uh, an unseen entity somehow trumps my power or trumps my existence purely because we say so. I had such a a mind fucked with with that for so long. And Mm -hmm. it played into the in and out relationship that I've had with Hecate for, you know, two or three years of getting close to her and then backing off because Mm -hmm. I never wanted to feel like I had to be subservient to a deity. And that that mindset is actually what drew me into working with saints. Now, before all of that, it was literally just the kinesthetic nature, like the movements and working with herbs and constructing the spell. And that's what it is, right? That's all it is. There's no spirits. I'm not working with anything. It's just me. Mm-hmm. And then that led to saint work because it became transactional and you know learning aspects of hoodoo it was an attractive thing because i'm the one calling the shots in my view i'm the one saying okay this is what i'm asking for or i'm demanding and this is what i'm going to give you it's transactional it's a deal you're not above me i'm not above you we're on the same plane and this is what we're going to do and it was a downfall for years with Hecate. Um, Now, was she trying to be bigger than me? Was she trying to make me subservient? No, it was my own mind fuck that felt like I had to be that way because of the relationship that you're supposed to build with God. Mm. You know, you're a child of God. You're a child. That word is very key on the approach to how you communicate with God. You are a child. He is the father. And that is the relationship. And I never wanted to be in that. 
And over time it changed. I understood that it didn't have to be that way with Hecate or with any other spirit if I didn't want it to be that way, that I had the choice. Mm-hmm. I just had to recognize that I had the choice in my mind. And when I did my dedication to Hecate, that was a very clear thing. Like, you do not own me. <laughs> you do not own me. I'm going to do what I want to do, but I will show you the respect that you deserve. And mm-hmm. I felt like that was something she appreciated. Mm. It I think that's something- a really good tip as well, like for people, because like you said, it's it really is what you want it to be and that's something you discover over time but putting in those caveats and things like that can really help and I feel like maybe that's what helped me to get away from that so quickly because right at the start of my practice I spoke to God and said hey I'm doing this thing um you know I'm just gonna fucking go for it and you gotta let me know if it's not okay but I'm just gonna go you know and I feel like doing that actually broke off a lot of that stuff like again it was still a process of course um but I feel like just over the years of of hearing how other people still talk about Christianity and all of that I feel like I don't have a lot of those hang-ups still even though I grew up in that environment as well um I was just able to for some lucky reason you know release a lot of those but I feel like it was part of that like the communication thing like instead of sitting in that feeling you know, actually just speaking about it and going, okay, I'm going to try this thing. And this is what um, Crimson Fire always talks about as well. She talks about she doesn't worship deities. Like that's not a thing for her. And it can be a thing and it can be a beautiful practice. So definitely not saying don't do it to anyone listening. But that's a different way to look at it. No, no, no. I'm not like bowing down to you. Um, you are someone that I can connect with and work with. I guess a little bit more in that kind of saint sort of way. Um, but I think that is something that is cool about witchcraft is, you know, there's all these different ideas running through it and you can have this different view of deity. You know, it doesn't have to be a bow down. And listen, it's not just Christianity. It was also of the time, right? Like back then, that is how the collective thought, because, you know, it was the time of kings. We don't have that now. I mean, there are some kings, but you know what I mean? As a general rule, we're like, fuck you, we're doing our own thing. Um, so I feel like that whole like collective mindset's shifted. And so now we can think about them in this much more modern way. Um, and that's why for me, like when connecting with a new spirit, before I ever call them into magic or ask them for anything, I always spend time giving them offerings, you know, whether that is just my time or Um, you know, whether it is physical, actual offerings. For me, I feel like that builds up the energy, the power, the whatever that I can then tap into at a later time. But I never jump in straight away and just like ask for things. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I don't, I wouldn't say that I worship Hecate either. I don't, I'm not opposed to worship. There's just a connection to, to, being less than. And I guess it's just that trauma where I just don't allow myself to do that. And I was so um, afraid of falling into that because she was so present and so Mm -hmm. ready. And I was very strong with you, hasn't she? (laughs) She has. And, um, you know, when I was establishing like, okay, this is, this is going to be a thing, you know, my connection to her was always about her strength and her perseverance and being this strong 
female figure. And I think that's why I connect so strong to St. Barbara and growing up in the church, there was no strong women that were, you know, illuminated in, in the church, in the Bible, you know, you never talk about the women. So I have this very strong affinity for strong women. And I knew she would appreciate that. Granted, I'm not a woman, but I, I, I knew that that was the relationship we were going to have is strength begets strength and strength respects strength. And I don't think she wants people to be less than who they are. That's not the impression I get from her. And that was just a very strong thing that I established from the beginning. Like, yes, this is my dedication is to you and to respect you and to honor you in the way that you honor me. Like this is a relationship Mm. and that's just what it's going to be. I I don't know. And a, a big portion of that too, I think was fed into before my dedication with Hecate and calling in Jesus and working with God in, in actual spell work and making that spiritual connection. And I know this sounds funny, but you know, not bursting into flames, not feeling like it was wrong. Yeah. Kind of let me sit in that power even more to be like, you know, I do get to decide. Mm. I I do get to decide what I do and who I work with and how this is going to go. And, mm. you know, Hecate in all of her glory can choose to be like, you know what? I No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not going to work. Um, and she didn't. I mean, that may happen one day. I don't know if she's here forever. She's not. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very big on, I guess, control. <laughs> I guess you would say. You like, I feel like. Okay, so I feel like with spirits, like we are, we do have that autonomy. Um, that's what I'm looking for, autonomy, where we get to choose. Like you, like we call out for guidance or whatever it is that we're calling out for, but we then get to choose if we take that on or not. They can tell us what it is they want from us and we can choose whether we do that or not. I think a lot of the control and the you need to shut up and listen to what God is saying or whatever stuff is actually people. I think one reason that we can escape it in witchcraft, I won't say it's definitely not there because it's 100% there, I've heard it before, but it's the collective group putting their bullshit onto you and them going, well, I want power and I want this and therefore I'm placing myself here and, oh, God's above me and therefore, like, they're, they're reflecting their own flaws onto spirit. And that is what we hear so much. And that's what we're taught. This is how we have to operate. But when you, I mean, both you and I have experiences when you cut out the fucking middlemen and you just go to God, like that is a gorgeous, like beautiful energy for lack of a better term. Like the the connection that you can have with him is even as a like an evil witch, right? Mm-hmm. God's cool. It's the people in between. So I think, you know, when we're coming to witchcraft, we're, we're just trying to decondition all of that shit, you know. And sadly, I think God and also the masculine um, takes a big hit from that just because, you know, collectively most of us are from a Christian background or, you know, in that way. So it's God, it's it's the male figure. Um, but, you know, I think, and listen, you can do whatever you want. You don't ever have to work with male energy. You don't ever have to work with spirits even. Like you can do whatever you want in your witchery, right? But I think, um, you know, understanding where these things come from and trying to view it as okay this was the people 
not the deity. Agreed, hundred percent. Feeling, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, growing up in the church and getting older and being able to kind of analyze it, it wasn't God that ever made me feel bad. It was just just the people. And I do think that there's, I, I think people do connect to power differently. And sometimes that is through servitude. Like they feel like they need to be less than or shrink themselves down, however you want to verbalize that to connect to that power. Well, you know, uh, I mean, to interject, like everyone has different needs and things that they're not doing as much in life. So some people have an issue with control where they enjoy being the big head honcho, whatever, or always feeling like they need to have control in their lives. So it can actually be really like a beautiful experience for them to have a space. It's like the whole BDSM thing, really, <laughs> to have a space where they can be the sub, you know? And, and yes. like, okay, well, you take control, like you do it. And you need to figure out where you are on that, you know, that kind of scale. You don't have to have that, but if you want that, it's there as well. Yeah, I mean, my part of my disconnect too was like, why does everything that goes right have to be because of God? It's not because of me. I get no glory and the choices that I made. Not every not everything positive that happens in my life is going to be attributed to Hecate. Like we have our own choice. We have our own spirit. We have our own souls to make the decision to take power over our own lives. Um, that's just a thought process I just couldn't stay in. Everything good is attributed to God. Everything bad is because, because God allowed it. God allowed the devil to do that because you needed to be tested. Your faith needed to be tested. Fuck that. No, I'm just an idiot. I made a bad choice. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um holes unfortunately in that very binary thinking um and it just creates so many problems because people go so, so it's my fault that this person died or it's my fault that this terrible things happened or like god really fucking hates me because this awful thing happened and you think it must be me and like it just leads to so many problems thinking like that it really does it does for sure okay so i wanted to because we're already at an hour i oh, wanted wow. to talk about, okay, so we've talked about some of the spirits we've worked with. Um, let's talk quickly about getting to know a spirit, the process mm -hmm. that, that that takes. I know for me, I, I kind of, well, no, I, I, I think I approach every spirit the same. I, I was trying to think about my process when I started working with Hecate, St. Barbara, and St. Expedite. And I, I feel like I've approached them each the same where it's, it's kind of, I, I take kind of a modern millennial view of it, like viewing a Facebook page, right. Or their Instagram. Mm -hmm. I want to look at pictures. I want to read books. I want to know the general consensus, the mythology to kind of get to understand or have some sort of understanding of who they are or what the collective views them as, and then approach it very introductory, right? Like, mm -hmm. hey, like that's how I did it with Hecate. It's just like lighting a candle, kind of talking, see what's gonna happen. Is she here? Am I crazy? Am I talking to myself? And I did the same thing with St. Expedite. And I did go a little crazy immediately with St. Expedite. Like I already had a statue and everything before I, <laughs> before I even <laughs> did anything. I'm like, this is gonna work. We are mm -hmm. doing this. Um, 
but I do think it is important to have an understanding, obviously, or some sort of awareness of who that spirit is. And I think it's, I approach it just like I do any practice or integration of a practice into my own witchery, like hoodoo. Like you want to have some sort of conceptual idea of what's fed into this before you just start poking around at shit that you have no idea what you're messing with. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my view. That's how I've approached it. Um, And I found success. Like you want to know, you want to have an idea, general consensus. And then obviously that relationship is going to be a little bit different for everybody and how that deity or how that spirit connects to you because they have an understanding of who you are and what you're looking for. So like the approach is always going to be a slightly different when you start to get to know that spirit. But I think it's always good to go in not blind. <laughs> mm-hmm. I tend to follow um, advice that Crimson Fire actually gave me many years ago. And for her, the way she does it, the same two things really. Um, but she says, or her recommendation is to have a conversation first um, and then go ahead and do that kind of research and stuff. And for me, what I tend to find is that I sit with the feeling of a spirit coming in for a while like I just kind of mull and muse on it if you will like oh I feel like this person's around and um for me the way that I get a lot of communication is through synchronicities so I you know I I don't really feel like I have to watch out for those but those will come through and I'm like okay and then I will do that then I will kind of go to them um and just be like hey how you doing like that weird kind of thing that you were talking about like the just the the introduction um and then I tend to do a bunch of research um, and then, you know, interject that with more of that kind of connection as well. So I think you can do it in either order. Um, I think that some people can get hung up in the research stage and there can be things that you come across that make you feel a little bit maybe disheartened as well, like a bit like, oh, my God, this is too much, like, you know, because everyone is obviously giving in their two cents about what you should do, what you can't do, what you blah, 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 all the things which is why I feel like sometimes it's helpful to have that initial conversation first. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think like both are definitely important. I wouldn't necessarily recommend anyone work with, let's say an established spirit without doing any research about them whatsoever. Um, I don't think anything bad will necessarily happen, but I think you're just cutting off a foot, you know, like there's so much more scope that you could gather with that. Um, And I think it's important to remember when you're researching and working with the spirit that it's still your relationship. So yes, there's a general consensus. Yes, some people say never do this thing. But also, if you kind of feel like you should do that thing, or hey, you've done that thing, and it worked or whatever, you can do it in your own way as well. You don't have to follow all of that. It just helps to build up Um, a more robust practice. And, you know, you can look into things like correspondences and that kind of stuff, which can give you a good place to kind of jump off from as well. Um, So that's definitely how I do it as well. Um, So, you know, meditate and connect with them, uh, you know, sort of have that mind space with them, have a conversation and then doing research. And if it's someone that I want to get serious with, um, I tend to make a space for them as well. So again, it does depend on the spirit. It depends, you know, you know, how I'm working with them or whatever. Um, but I tend to make a space for them. And for me, that really helps me to connect with them because I've got little things that remind me of them. I feel like they inhabit that space a little. Um, and I find that really helpful. 
I think you hit on something very beautiful about uh, working with them in a way that feels right, especially with an established deity like Hecate. There's a lot of quote unquote do's and don'ts. I, I am a firm believer that deity spirit for the most part comes to you where you're at. Right. Yeah. And if you practice your witchery in your own way, I think that there's an understanding that comes with that. I think over time that could change, yes. you know, depending on how close yeah. that relationship yeah, becomes with that deity and, and what you think or what you feel that deity is telling you needs to happen as far as your relationship and how they want things or how they prefer things. Um, because a lot of, a lot of the things that I was told, I don't feel uh, she likes. <laughs> like a lot of things like pomegranates and garlic. And uh, like, I've tried that. It doesn't, it, it, it's just like this feeling you get, like, it's just, nah, this isn't right. You know when it's not right. Yeah. Yeah. You just know when it's not right. I found that she preferred for me personally, eggs and flowers is mm -hmm. typically where I'm at. And I'm a big proponent of candle magic. Mm -hmm. She has a lot of candles and that just is what works for me. I'm sure over time that will change. I've also found that she's a clutter bug. So mm -hmm. there are things that happen that I feel like she wants. So it's weird things too, like the iguana paws. She wanted iguana paws. I felt mm -hmm. like that was appropriate. Broken glass. So there was a candle that I did, I don't know, a year or two ago that exploded. Um, yes. And I was cleaning it up and I felt, I, I, again, don't know, foo-foo, I get it. Um, but pick up some of the glass, it's still there. Keys, wow. coins, um, the deer jaws, deer bone jaws, she wanted them. So that's there. So there's snake skin over there. I just kind of get these. And some of the stuff I'll have had in the room and other places. And it's just like, okay, no, it needs to go over here. Like, I just, I feel drawn to it. You can't even see the bottom of the statue anymore because there's just shit everywhere. Um, <laughs> but it feels right. You know, mm -hmm. even though that may not be what people are telling you to do. Like, I don't know, every relationship, every connection with deity, even, no matter how vast or well-known that they are, we all have different capabilities and different things that we can provide. And I just don't believe that a deity is going to be like, you need to have this, this, and this. And if you don't, eh. I'm out of here. Eh. I think it's here. like the way I think of it is it's like a friend. Like if you are friends with someone and that person has like 10 other friends say, each of those relationships is different. That person's still the same person, but they're going to be a different person with that person. Like there is different things that you connect with together than those other people you know so I think it's the same thing it's like they're not static and who you are that part of you that connects with them is going to be quite specific you know so all that stuff is really helpful and it's like a you know it's a bit of a map but ultimately you should always be going with what you feel about it you know after time like I think there is a little bit of a you know if you're brand new to magic, if you're brand new to spirituality, if you're feeling like, I don't really know, like, yeah, follow the map, right? But any time that you get those impressions of like, oh, I feel like I should do this or maybe I'll do this, always follow those because that is the living connection, you know, rather than just following what Joe Blow said you should do. 
Well, and I think the structure is heavily influenced by organized religion where we have this very structured, no, this is how you do it. X, Y, and Z, this is what it is. Yeah. You have to do this. Yep. She wants it on this yep. dark moon and you have to slit your wrist and drink three ounces of blood and you got to put a dead cat on the, like it has to be this yep. and it can't be any other way. And I just, I don't think that deity works that way. I don't think that it, I think that's more of a, a human construct rather than it is a spiritual one. Definitely. And a lot of these, like we've got to remember too, a lot of the heart of where these deities came from uh, that people are pulling this stuff from to say were in times where, um, you know, population control, let's say, was done in certain ways. Mm -hmm. You know, so like that morality was very important to stamp on people. Like it's an incredibly violent time that a lot of these deities come from, you know, like there are all these war gods and this and that because it was like everyone was dying all the time. People didn't live very long. Like it was a very, very bloody, it's different to now. Um, so, you know, the way that we approach and understand them, I think is good to change and bring in those modern things because, a lot of that stuff that people are saying you have to do it this way is a product of its time. It's cultural. And we're not in that culture now. I cannot agree with that more. So I think that about wraps up the episode. I encourage each of you to expand your thought process as I obviously need to on plant spirits. <laughs> um, um, and let us know in the comments as well how you work with spirit, what spirits you work with, how you approach spirit. I would be highly interested to see and hear and read mm. what you guys think and how you approach it. Very interesting episode. I'm sure I sound like an asshole through most of it. My apologies in <laughs> advance. You are valid as you are. It's fine. I am valid as I am, no matter how terrible I am. I am human. I am spirit. Hear me roar. <laughs> <laughs>